brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that sends 5% of your monthly plan price to your favorite charity. No contracts, nationwide coverage, risk-free guarantee. Learn more at CharityMobile.com. Every month when I present to you the next follow-up chapter of St. Vincent of Laren's landmark work, The Combinatory, I always have to remind people that the entire reason I decided to bring this book to you, the writings of this saint and doctor of the church, is that because Francis twisted the words of St. Vincent of Laren's into an endorsement of essentially changing the faith. And he's done this now for a couple of years, and he periodically, whenever he's going after trads as rigid people who are hidebound to dead traditions or whatever, he will invoke St. Vincent of Laren's, who was literally teaching, warning people about people like Francis, about people who will take the Bible and twist it to their purpose, who will try to tell you that faith changes when it doesn't. That is what St. Vincent of Laren's is warning about. And we now have the next chapter from his landmark work from the 4th century, the Combinatory. And here he warns us about something we are all very familiar with, whether you've encountered this arguing with Protestants or with the non-believers who, wanna, who try to use the Bible, people who rarely have actually read the thing cover to cover, but claim they did, will then quote it to try to show how God is evil or something or whatever. This warning here is very timely because we constantly are told that sacred scripture is endorsing all sorts of bizarre things. We even see this now with some of the participants of the Synod who are advocating for changing the church's teachings on the James Martin sin. They say that the Bible doesn't actually say what it says pretty clearly. So here we're going to go now into the following chapter. Chapter 26. Heretics, in quoting scripture, follow the example of the devil. But someone will say, what proof have we that the devil is wont to appeal to Holy Scripture? Let him read the Gospels wherein it is written, Then the devil took him, the Lord the Savior, and set him upon a pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, that they may keep thee in all thy ways. In their hands they shall bear thee up, lest perchance thou dash thy foot against a stone. What sort of treatment must men, insignificant wretches that they are, look for at the hands of him who assailed even the Lord of glory with quotations from Scripture? Thou be the Son of God, saith he, cast thyself down. Wherefore? For, saith he, it is written. It behooves us to pay special attention to this passage, and bear it in mind, that, warned by so important an instance of evangelical authority, we may be assured beyond doubt, when we find people alleging passages from the apostles or prophets against the Catholic faith, that the devil speaks through their mouths. For as then the head spoke to the head, so now also the members speak to the members, the members of the devil to the members of Christ, misbelievers to believers, sacrilegious to religious, in one word, heretics, to Catholics. But what do they say? If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. That is, if thou wouldst be a Son of God and wouldst receive the inheritance of the kingdom of heaven, cast thyself down. That is, cast thyself down from the doctrine and tradition of that sublime church, which is imagined to be nothing less than the very temple of God. And if one should ask one of the heretics, gives this advice, how do you approve? What ground have you for saying that I ought to cast away the universal and ancient faith of the Catholic church? He has the answer ready. 
For it is written, and forthwith he produces a thousand testimonies, a thousand examples, a thousand authorities from the law, from the Psalms, from the apostles, from the prophets, by means of which interpreted on a new and wrong principle, the unhappy soul may be precipitated from the height of Catholic truth to the lowest abyss of heresy. Then with the accompanying promises, the heretics are wont marvelously to beguile the incautious, for they dare to teach and promise that in their church, that is in the conventicle of their communion, there is certain great and special and altogether personal grace of God, so that whosoever pertain to their number, without any labor, without any effort, without any industry, even though they never ask, nor seek, nor knock, have such a dispensation from God, that borne up by angelic hands, that is, preserved by the protection of angels, it is impossible that they should ever dash their feet against a stone, that is, that they should ever be offended." Chapter 27. What rule is to be observed in the interpretation of Scripture? But it will be said, if the words, the sentiments, the promises of Scripture are appealed to by the devil and his disciples, of whom some are false apostles, some false prophets and false teachers, and all without exception heretics, what are Catholics and the son of, sons of the Mother Church to do? How are they to distinguish truth from falsehood in the sacred Scriptures? They must be very careful to pursue that course, which in the beginning of this combinatory, we said that holy and learned men had commanded to us, that is to say, they must interpret the sacred canon according to the traditions of the universal church, and in keeping with the rules of Catholic doctrine, in which Catholic and universal church, moreover, they must follow universality, antiquity, consent. If at any time a part opposes itself to the whole, novelty to antiquity, the descent of one or a few who are in error to the consent of all or at all events of the great majority of Catholics, then they must prefer the soundness of the whole to the corruption of a part, in which same whole they must prefer the religion of antiquity to the profaneness of novelty, and antiquity itself in like manner to the temerity of one or of a very few they must prefer. First of all, the general decrees, if there such be, of a universal council, or if there be no such, then what is next best, they must follow the consentient belief of many and great masters which rule having been faithfully, soberly, and scrupulously observed, we shall with little difficulty detect the noxious errors of heretics as they arise. St. Vincent of Larence doesn't mince words there. And I was reminded of this passage when reading some stories that were floating through Twitter about what some of the so-called experts are going to be at the Synod on Synodality. People handpicked by Francis to try to change the church's teaching on the James Martin sin. One sin that they are so, so focused on does beg a good question. Why are they so focused on that sin? Why? Why is it that one thing? More than the deaconette's issue. More than opening up ordination to whoever wants it. More than anything else you care to name. The question of should laity have a greater role in governing their parishes? The answer to that is no. We actually have too much already. More than any of those things. They want the James Martin sin. They tell us that sacred scripture is silent on the issue. That really what they're talking about was certain kinds of activities of the flesh that were really bizarre practices of secretive groups in the ancient world or bizarre activities of the flesh done without consent. That's what, the, that's what scripture was talking about. Or they take very clear black and white stories from the Old Testament. Those cities God wiped off the map for their obsession with this sin. And that's not really what that is about, we are told by these same experts. That really, it's about their lack of hospitality. Whatever mental gymnastics they will do, 
They will go find their modern experts, their modern apologists, and they will then say that the church must change its teachings. Sometimes they will bluntly say that the church has been wrong on this for 2,000 years. St. Vincent of Lawrence gives us the answer. Are we willing to accept the answer? Are we willing to accept the implications of the answer in light of the modern situation in the church? Leave it at that. Let me know what you thought of this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help. So to share this on social media, that helps too. Share this if you can. So always pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.